0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins, NFL Week 16 episode, going a little early in the week, recording on a Tuesday night as opposed to our normal Wednesday. We got a big Saturday slate, also Thursday night football, going to get this episode out um, a day early, so hope that the people enjoy it. I am fired up, a lot of energy pre-pod before we hit record here, Blaine and Johnny joining me as always. Sharing some good stories, sharing sharing some laughs, good to do around the holidays. Hey, take some time, talk to some family members over the holiday break. Um, I think a good perspective for me. I went to college where you know in my hometown, and not that I took my family for granted, but they always all they always have been around me for a very long time. And moving down here to Cape, I'm really, really, really fired up to see them. Um. I'm not used to this, and I'm getting more and more used to it, but uh, it'll be good to see them, and I hope to spend a lot of time with them. So, reminders of the listeners, a little holiday spirit, best way to spread Christmas cheer is to listen to the Figure It Out podcast, and that's what we're doing this week. Johnny Blaine, let's turn it over to you guys, see how you're doing. We'll start with Blaine first this week. I have a feeling I might catch some shit from Blaine this episode, and that's okay, because at the end of the day, in the back of his mind, he knows I'm still right, but Blaine, how you doing?
1: Good. I'll, I'll give it to you a little bit later, but I like the holiday cheer. I'm not going to be a scrunch this early on yet. I, I uh, worked today. I was writing a bunch of handwritten letters like it's something we do and just the reflection of the holidays and things going on in the last, next few weeks are some of the best times of the year. I, I like where your head's at with family. Spend it with family. Watch some football Think about some of these games, maybe take some wagers and give it to your dad, make it be impressive, you know, and, and see what see what happens over the holiday spirits. But fun slate, Glad to be here. Um, let's get to it.
2: Johnny, Hey guys. yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, super excited for a you know the family time and everything like you guys. My, you know my son uh, is a little over one now last Christmas. He was a month and a half, so he was no more than like a couch cushion. Uh, This year, he is going to be so involved. And I think next year, he'll be very aware of Santa and all of the mischievous things that him and his elves do in people's houses on that night. But um, this year, he's just mobile, and he'll be very curious as to what's going on. So, yeah, I'm thankful for that, thankful to be able to spend some of it with family. But the NFL has done a wonderful job of putting their product on the TV for Saturday and Sunday. There are, there are 11 games on Saturday, Christmas oh! Eve, 11. And there are th- <laughs> I know it's amazing. And there are three on Sunday, the three games on Sunday also, you know, how they had it for uh, Thanksgiving, right? There's a noon and there's like a three thirty, and then an evening game, I believe is how it's, what's how going. Keep in mind the sport that's really dominated Christmas Day the NBA still has their product out. So we have 5 NBA games, 3 NFL games, and I'm sure there'll be some college football going on throughout the weekend too. So yes, thankful for
0: family but
2: football.
1: Get fucked Adam Silver.
0: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. That's a huge that nobody's going to watch the NBA, dude. There's no way. Um I guess at least though they're saving grace. There's only 3 NFL games on Christmas Day. And I'm Multiple assuming...
2: TVs. The NBA will dominate the second TV.
0: Yo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Great to have you guys. Um, yeah, let's get into it. NFL Week 15 at Figure It Out Pod Takeaway. I'm going to start. Uh, mine's more of a question for you guys, really, at the end of the day. And it's who's going to win the NFC South? It. I feel like three out of the four teams are alive i think atlanta is dead but weirdly the panthers saints and bucks all have a chance and what we've seen from this tampa bay team i don't think they're a surefire lock to win the game or to win the division excuse me so my question i'll start with johnny johnny any hot takes for who wins the nfc south as we approach the final three weeks of the season
2: no, I don't think anything about it is a hot take. I think it's gonna be Tampa Bay, and I've been saying this for some weeks now. It's it's just gonna be annoying because Tampa is going to win the South, which would give them the four seed. And they'll play the five seed, which will be somebody like Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, and they'll Dallas. beat them. And they'll or yeah, or you're right, yeah, or Dallas or something like that, and Dak. And they'll beat them and it'll piss me the hell off. So there's your hot take. I think Tampa's going to get it. They're going to get a home playoff game and they're going to get
0: somebody who stinks. While you're talking, Johnny, go ahead and give us your takeaway.
2: Yeah. So my takeaway was kind of along the lines of that. I was just going to say, hey, it's look, you know, we're looking like we're going to get a sub 500 playoff team. And I was going to look kind of into that, um, but really, what the takeaway that I'll I'll pivot to is, I need to stop being so reactionary week by week. It's really hard. It's really—I mean, it's—it makes for hilarious content, but it's really hard because the Lions are a team that I have just gotten whiplash from the roller coaster ride this year. I have gone from I like this team in training camp and I like their coach to their coach is doing some weird shit and their roster is terrible with the worst defense in the league to hey they've won a game or two maybe there's some promise to the Lions need to be bullied and stuffed into a locker and their coach (laughs) needs to be fired and now they're the hottest team in football and they have a, a you know about a little less than 50 percent chance of making the playoffs and and it's it's really fun the jaguars look great
0: um yeah
2: this year and blaine and i talked channel you might have chimed in too but we had mentioned a lot that trevor lawrence sucks man he's playing (laughs) really really well right now he is you can see why he was the first overall pick in the draft of some of the talent that he's showing so It's really hard not to be so reactionary in this league because there's so few games and they all matter so much. So not this year. I'm not going to change it this year, but maybe next year when we're doing these pods, I will try to be a little more level-headed, but emphasis on the try. I don't know if it'll happen.
0: So real quick, let me ask you a question before Blaine goes. I have questions tonight, guys. I'll be sprinkling these in here a little bit, so be ready. Be on your toes. Keep you on your toes. Is – So his rookie year, Trevor Lawrence was awful. A lot of people questioned tough year for a rookie with urban Meyer. I don't really ever hold much of that against him. He's kind of a rookie in my book this year and the strides that he's made with a competent head coach and some competent targets. Uh, I think Evan Ingram's coming on. Christian Kirk is, you know, I think he's overpaid, but he's still a really good receiver um Zay jones is a deep yeah zay jones is a weirdly he kind of beat me in the playoffs honestly zay jones did which really pissed me right off but um he has weapons around him and i think he's worth the number one pick now i think jacksonville hit hit a home run with him as long as he stays on this trajectory um i don't see why not so johnny my question to you is do you agree with that assessment
2: Sorry, I'm on the iPad and I couldn't find the unmute. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and what you can just see how how much it means to have Doug Peterson in the building with yeah. somebody like Trevor, like it just matters so much. Doug Peterson, of course, Super Bowl champion with the Eagles, got it done with a backup quarterback in Nick Foles while, you know, Carson Wentz was having an MVP season that year, uh, you know. Uh, graduate or whatever they say. He's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree. He used to be the Chiefs offensive coordinator, so like a guy that we're familiar with. And he obviously knows what he's doing. And so, you know, good for the Jaguars, honestly. They're in the AFC. I, I don't want them to compete with the Chiefs. But just overall, they've been a completely inept organization, unable to fill the stands, a lot of disappointing losses. Um, and, you know, one of the teams that has been rumored that they'd moved them from Jacksonville to fucking London or some dumb yeah. shit like that like getting quarterback right fixes everything.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
2: Trevor just continues to improve like this with Doug, they could be really good. And now, yeah, I don't think that their weapons are that great by any means. I don't think that Zay Jones is very good. He had three touchdowns uh, outlier performance. I believe he only had like two touchdowns total in the, the last couple of seasons. So an outlier performance there. Marvin Jones is old and stinks. Christian Kirk might be pretty good, but they're getting a lot out of out of Evan Ingram too. They like ETN. Yeah. The, And I'm just assuming – I don't know this for a fact, but I'm just assuming that they're going to have cap space and they're going to have high draft capital. Like, Mm -hmm. they're just in a good spot. And this is why the NFL is such a great league, because you can turn around your franchise if you just simply get quarterback and head coach, right? I say simply because it's only two positions. It's it's difficult. But if you get those things right, you can be a lot better. I'll close with this because we got to keep this thing moving. I will – Draw attention to this. I believe I saw that the Jags have now have have lost Cam Robinson though for the season, their left tackle. Mm. So that's Trevor's that's Trevor's blind side. So I I'll I'll see if I can confirm that, but that's that's not good. So hopefully the Jaguars can figure something out there. Blaine, sorry I went too long there.
1: No, you're fine. I, that's where I was going to go with the two is Doug. Like Doug makes a huge difference because I was thinking in the shower actually this morning about. <laughs> uh, yeah, if Jalen, you know, if Jalen is out, or you know, just the Eagles and Doug Peterson and how Nick Foles and if Gardner's gonna play and what that all entails, and then it, it and then it like crumbled a snowball going down the hill into a massive boulder about Trevor Lawrence being good with Doug Peterson. My mind just kept going, but that's exactly where I think. Like, whenever I thought about trevor lawrence's progression i mean it does matter when you got a guy like doug it, it really does andy made andy and that coaching staff and alex and those guys made Mahomes better i mean it's just really good for the jags to get doug that was a great hire and really their front office i think has done a lot better with their defense and getting some young players in there for their future to believe in for that city to believe in and for for things going forward i think they're in a pretty good split pretty good place now going back to afc south chandler Opposite spectrum, the Saints are were my team all year long, all early year. I mean, they're playing fucking Andy Dalton, and their over under, which we'll get to is one of the lowest I've ever seen. Chicago um and New Orleans play this week as we'll get to oh. it. but. I mean, it just oh. it, it's just a t- the whole division makes you want to ram your head into a wall about how bad they've delivered from every spectrum. Every team has seemingly mismanaged things one place or another, and it's furiating, and that's why this question is so fun because I don't know who's going to go. I think the Bucs. I'll, I'll stick with you guys with the Bucs, but so bad all the way around. Um, and now I'll get to my takeaway. My commanders are dead, guys. My commanders are dead. That was a game. They're 28% winning to make the playoffs.
2: Mm. And, you
1: know, I was looking at their schedule, 49ers, Browns, Cowboys left. You Mm. really had to win that game. And I thought they were going to. A lot of people around the league that were sharp thought they were going to because they played the Giants two weeks ago, were on a bye, had basically three weeks to prepare for the Giants, can't win it. Don't give me a lot of confidence going forward, and it hurts my soul to say at, that my commanders are dead
0: at home too and not just your commanders. Ah. they were i i've we i I definitely put my neck out on the line for them in the preseason we were all over that and all all three yeah. of us eventually put them in our playoffs in our preseason um instagram posts because if you go back and look at that right now it it's not bad from other boys right now but it started out and it's i
1: really of- yeah i really think the chase young thing hurt a lot there too and then what the, the mismanagement of Wentz, i don't know what that all you know got hurt whatever just a weird start of the year they got there but it was just a horrible start couldn't come back from it
0: you know what's funny about that johnny hit the nail on the head when he said i think that's the first time i ever got that expression right by the way on my first take i feel like i always say like nail ahead hit on or something like weird like that but um you get the head coach and the and the quarterback right, and it's really your organization falls into place. The commanders can't really get out of their own way. They are just in a different spot with their front office. Their front office is so in disarray that it then trickles down to the team. Quarterback thing, missed on the quarterback. Ron Rivera, is he old? Can he do it? Then they start getting a weird winning streak, and now – That loss to me is crashing it down. I think the Commanders are trending dead, as you said, Blaine. We spent a lot of time talking about the Commanders. We spent a lot of time talking about the Jaguars. So let's get into the slate. NFL Week 16, and we're going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling north to take on the New York Jets. Straight pick them on the book that I'm looking at for the line for you gambling folk out there. Over under 38. Everything I just said about Trevor Lawrence, I think is on big time display. If he has taken the step to be the true number one overall pick, this is a very tough test. You're going on the road on a short week, emotional win Sunday, beating Dallas at home in overtime. Now you have to go on a short week, travel north, and you're probably going to play. I, guys, I'm comfortable in saying that the Jets are a comparable, if not better defense than Dallas. So you're now not going to have to take that on the road short week at, on, and, uh, against this defense with a loud environment. And the Jets have stuff to play for, guys. This, they're not going to lay down. This is going to be a tough-ass game for the Jaguars. And I think there's a big reason why there's a pick em. I'm going to let you guys go first today before I make my pick. Blaine, you start out, brother.
1: Yeah, and then this is what I got to start with this. This is one of the worst weather weeks In the history of the NFL, there is a massive cold front coming from Canada. I mean, it's going all the way almost down to like Georgia, and it's going to be freezing everywhere. Arctic winds everywhere. And a team like Jacksonville going to New York off that busy week. That's I mean, I mean, that's tough. Now, whether Trevor Lawrence, big hands, you know, i guy, you can name him, whatever, whatever. But a warm weather climate, going through a cold weather climate is always fun to talk about. And I think that makes this even more intriguing with the Jets defense versus this Jags offense. I'm going to go Jags because they're the hotter team. And I'm not betting Zach Wilson for the life of me. But we'll keep hitting on that weather because this week is going to be – I mean, Christmas, white Christmas, you you want it, you got it. it, it it's cold. You know what?
0: Smoke. I'm ready to make my pick before Johnny even goes. I completely negated my Jets talk and I forgot about Zach Wilson. I'm all over the Jags. Zach yep. Wilson's flat out stinks. He will not win a game. Johnny, go ahead. Yeah,
2: clean sweep for the Jaguars here. Uh, high of 53, low of 27 on Thursday. But the thing about <laughs> it is that it's supposed to. It's supposed to rain the whole time. So I got a lot of myself. Be, <laughs> it's supposed to be freezing cold this weekend. Thursday is like when it starts. It's supposed to be
0: frigid. Frigid Arctic Thursday, actually, according to meteorologist Wheeler.
1: <laughs> I did take a weather class at Missouri State University. My favorite one of all
0: time. <laughs> the program needs to get negated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah the uh the the weather's supposed to get like below zero on Saturday is when that's supposed to start, but it's supposed to be like like eighty percent of the area around MetLife is going to be raining starting at like noon and going through the night, so it's going to be mm. ugly. I think I think that has to be why this is a pickup because it yeah it's already been announced that Mike White's not playing with the rib injury and it's Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is fucking terrible and he's he's terrible at football and he sucks as a dude like it's just when you can tell and I'm I say that with perfect with total confidence right like I want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt they have a lot to do a lot of pressure but like in the little that I know about Zach Wilson all I know is that he's just like oh like he just kind of sucks like he and he has a, a tally in the cool column because he bangs moms. Like, that's like that's cool to me. So, yeah. uh, even totally with that, that, he sucks. Even with that, he sucks. And I'm all over the Jaguars here. The Jaguars are – so, seven teams make the playoffs. The Dolphins are the seventh team. The, then it goes Patriots, Jets, Jags. The Jags and Jets are right next to each other in the playoff standings. This game's huge, and I love how it's on a Thursday night. I'm, I'm on the Jaguars here.
1: Is Zach Wilson our least favorite player in football? Can we do a clean sweep of that? No. Or is – no. Oh, He's mine. It's
0: pretty, it's pretty mine is, close, yeah. Mine is Josh Russ.
1: Allen.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Russ. Russ stinks way Russ. more than, Russ, than Zach Wilson, honestly. Zach Wilson Russ, still Zach has the Wilson. mom he has the mom card. That's how he's better than Russ. Really? I, I, I really
2: don't like Kyler either. Oh. No. Kyler is mid. <laughs>
0: quick, quick power rankings of people we don't like. Cliff, Kyler. Ew. Russell. Staley. Zach Kirk. Wilson. Oh yeah. Hey, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk. That's a good top eight right there for the for the show. Biden, sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm no dying. politics. No politics. Back on track. Moving forward, the Atlanta Falcons visit the Baltimore Ravens, a game we don't have to spend that much time on here. This game kind of stinks. Um, don't know what I'm going to get out of this game at all, but honestly, just looking at it, guys, I love Falcons plus seven and a half. Baltimore, the only thing they can do is run, and I think Atlanta can kind of stop the run a lot of a lot of pause in between those two statements but i think the falcons can limit what the ravens can do i believe that uh it's tyler huntley again he was not impressive against cleveland and i could cleveland's defense is nothing to write home about i know have miles garrett but they're not like this world beating defense and they really didn't do much um against them i love atlanta plus seven and a half on the road here um the over under is 37 and a half that makes me think that it's not going to be that high scoring of a game I think that's big time favor to Baltimore but it doesn't deter me I'm going with Atlanta Johnny
2: Chan are you have you seen like an official that Lamar's not playing
0: uh, that I have not seen but I am just assuming
2: so, so I I have them I uh not to brag but I'm I won both of my semifinals that I was in. So I'm in the, the finals of fantasy football in two of my three leagues, not to correct but um, I have Lamar in one of them. And I just saw it was questionable today. The reason I think they, I mean, they really need Lamar to go because the Ravens are nine and five and they do not have this, a hold on this division at all. Like the Bengals are, probably playing the best football I mean the Bucs handed them the game but they're playing really good football and you know it makes me think that if Lamar's close to to being able to play that they'll just they'll put him in there they need to beat this Atlanta team this is a battle of the birds Atlanta would love to play spoiler here and so you know it's really hard for me to confidently pick this line without knowing the quarterback. So in this, just, just for the content in the pod, I'll join you on the Falcons side. If it, if it's Huntley, this is a smash on the Falcons side. I don't think Ritter's very good. In fact, I think the Falcons just flat out sucks still as an organization. Um, But I, I think like we have, we see why Tyler Huntley has been a backup. I think I mentioned this last week. Like, was he ever good? Like, I don't, I, has he ever done anything good? So I, I, I don't know. I just can't bet. I would rather bet on Ritter and the Falcons than with seven and a half than, yeah, than have to win by over a touchdown with Huntley. Like, gross.
1: Yeah. You guys are onto something. I mean, it's a mucky game, a very cold game where they're going to run the ball a lot. Mucky. What f- you know, it's just like, Boring seven and a half in that type of game. You have to take it. That's I mean, that's the key number. If it's six and a half, like under a touchdown, I would probably take Baltimore, but with the seven and a half, that's just an extra point that matters here. And and, and I'll go Falcons too.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Great call, Johnny. This is why I have good co-hosts. I didn't even realize it was a battle of the birds. Nice call. Moving forward, Buffalo travels to Chicago taking on the Bears. Uh, Bills minus nine and a half, another game I don't think we have to spend too much time on. Chicago's kind of like the NFC Houston. I heard this on another competing podcast. That was a great point, so i got to give them give them credit where it's due. They're like the perfect tanking teams. They're like doing everything that you want to do if you're tanking. You're playing competitive. You're, you're, you're showing signs of of want to and will and wanting to win, and yet you're losing games, and that's exactly what the Bears did against the Eagles, and that's exactly what the Texans did against us and Dallas. Uh, but, unfortunately, that magic runs out eventually, and I think the Bills are going to kill the Bears this weekend. Blaine,
1: I don't know that they will, just because the Bills haven't won a game by more than eight in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. It's so, I mean, that line's big with, with what Chicago put on the field last week against um, – obviously Philadelphia like Roquan Roquan missing. I know they, that hurts, but I mean, there's just something with Justin Fields being able to make a few plays to keep it within a touchdown at any point. Now I think the bills are going to get hot and I think they might win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're, they're on a train, oh, but I'm not, no, they're great. I mean, I think they're going to, they're going to be great, but that's the thing that I'm looking at is they got Cincinnati next week. This is a game. Back-to-back games on the road. You go to Chicago in a sleepy game. I like Chicago to cover here at home. Just maybe a look-ahead spot here.
0: You go from Bills to the Super Bowl to Chicago covering.
1: Well, it's, I mean, it's an obvious take. They're a, they're one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. It, it, it's one where they're looking forward to next week because they know they're going to see Sensi as, as it goes down the line. That's very important. Super no. Bowl aspect, you get what I was trying to tie there. I just think this Chicago spot's a really good spot for Chicago.
0: Johnny,
2: um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bills here. I actually I'm not gonna say it out loud, but some of the stuff Blaine was saying about maybe potential destinations for the Bills, you know, there could be some legs there. I think they're a good team. I think there was a team in. That wears red jerseys that might get in the way of them, but you know I'm not going to say anything about that 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 down the road. What's going to happen here in this game is I think they're going to kill the Bears. Um, I don't. I'm not worried about the the temperatures. This is this is one of the games that Blaine was alluding to earlier, though. Uh, Forecast for Chicago on Saturday around noon is single digit temperatures with wind chills well below zero. I'm talking minus 12 degree wind chill. But you know, man, like I don't think. I don't know. I think with how warm they keep the sidelines with the yeah, jackets dude. that these guys wear, like I really don't, unless there is high, high wind. There is. Oh, well then there you go. Okay, 30, it could
1: be up to 30 mile an hour winds. Like Josh Allen's elbow in that wind is not I a good recipe. Oh, no, I did not know
0: that.
2: My weather app didn't say anything about wind, but I would trust Blaine here <laughs> on that. So um, we'll we'll have a wind off. And we'll see how that goes. If there are 30-mile-an-hour gusts, I could be wrong here. But I'm just going to go with what I said originally, and I'll take the Bills here. I fucking hate the Bears. I love you, Jordan Turner, but fuck the Bears.
0: Speaking of the Cincinnati Bengals and a potential look-ahead spot for the Bills, the Bengals will travel to Foxborough to take on the Patriots, who I think are trending dead after the – the biggest debacle in the sports history on Sunday, in my opinion. We maybe we should break that down maybe at a later time. Let's we'll just talk about this game. Patriots have no offense. I think it's horrible. I think the Bengals travel really well in terms of their ability to run and pass. And I just think that, that Joe Burrow has that moxie, much like the Chiefs, where it's the road game. Yeah, you want to play at your home stadium, but. They aren't afraid of this moment. I know that Billert's gonna draw some stuff up for Joe, but they're too hot right now, man. And only three and a half point favorites on the road. I love the Bengals in this spot, if I'm if I'm giving the listeners advice here. Um Patriots defense is, is good, obviously, but I I just think that this Bengals offense is too explosive. Um unless Judon wrecks this game, I see Bengals rolling here, Johnny. What's the line you got again? I've got Bengals minus three and a half.
2: Yeah, I love that. So with with it being week 16, like this is the time of year that I think a lot of teams are, you know, like, like we know what teams are. And I think the Bengals are clearly better than the Patriots. Uh, the temperatures are supposed to be around 20 degrees. So I don't think it's going to be that. I mean, it'll be cold. But it won't be that bad. Um and I just want to bet on the better team, the good team. And I, I think three and a half is a, a good line in my opinion. Um, what a debacle for the Patriots last week. A total joke. Um, you know, Calher talks about this a lot. And he talked about it today. And I think he does a great job when he, when he says it. You know, if Belichick, and he is, I mean, he's first ball Hall of Famer, great head coach, amazing head coach. Arguably the greatest coach of all time. He's a defensive-minded head coach, and the pure arrogance of having a, a an offensive coordinator battle between Joe Judge, a special teams guy, and Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator, calling plays for your offense in your sec- in the second year of Mac Jones is 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 ridiculous. I, I I cannot believe the level of arrogance that has gone into that. And if you just compare you know, Kyle Shanahan and what he's getting out of Brock Purdy, you know, like it's ridiculous that the Patriots can't get more out of Mac Jones and the Patriots can't get more out of their roster on offense. Their offense completely lacks any level of talent other than Ramondre Stevenson and their defense. Yes, has been playing better, but the Bengals are, I think the Bengals are going to be able to shred them. I really do. Your, your point with Judon could be something to monitor. Uh, left tackle Jonah Williams I heard this stat over the weekend that he's allowed the most sacks out of any left tackle in the entire league which would you know maybe hey Jonah maybe let the Chiefs do that next time because you, yeah. you blocked your ass off against the Chiefs so if Judon can get singled up a couple times on on Jonah Williams and, and get to the quarterback maybe he, he can cause a, some trouble and get a turnover or something but really I, I I'm very confident in the Bengals here um I don't want to flag plant it. That's just kind of like out of, it's out of nowhere, but do it. That's the job. I'm flag planting the Bengals this week. Wow. Love it. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's bold, but I, I like it. I like it. I just, I worry a little bit because last week, I mean, that game was so, I, I, I seriously don't know how the bucks fucked it up that bad. I've never seen a outside of Indianapolis last week, last week, the NFL was insanely awesome. But the Bucs were up 17 to three in that game. Four straight turnovers out of half. And Burrow, in this Cincinnati offense, saw short field after sh- short field after short field after short field full t- four times, scored three of those times on a 31 yard drive, a 13 yard drive, and a 39 yard drive to then take the lead. And that then propelled them to win by. 11. I mean, it was just one of those games where I've never really seen anything like that and how Brady just dismantled and the Cincinnati Bengals were able to force turnovers, which could be a pro to them. And maybe I shouldn't be talking down on the Bengals for winning a game like that because, well, if you force turnovers, you're a good football team. But I mean, I just don't get how Cincinnati was able to do what they did last week. And um you know, I don't foresee New England turning the ball over like Tampa Bay did. I do foresee Bill Belichick being able to stifle a little bit of what Bro wants to do. But three and a half, I just think Cincinnati, with the way that went, they're hot. They love that. I mean, m- multiple wins, looking for a possible one, two seed, top seed in the AFC. I just don't foresee them losing. I'll go Cincinnati as well, with a little bit of scare, though.
0: Say something nice about Cincinnati. They're a lot like the Chiefs in the fact that they are not out of any game. Absolutely. I have yet I have yet to watch a game besides Burroughs rookie year that they – like I feel like they are out of it. And really it probably took, you know, the AFC championship game for me to really buy into that, but I'm fully bought into that about the Bengals. Johnny, you had one final thought here?
2: Yeah, and I'll make it too, because you just made a great point you know, the two games that the Bengals lost to start the year, and people were like, oh, the Bengals are bad. I mean, I was saying some shit like that, too. You know, they lost to the Steelers in the first week on that insane overtime, stupid-ass game where their awesome kicker was missing kicks and their long snapper was out. And the next week, they play against Dallas in a game that they were still playing terrible. And they they fought back at the end. Yeah. And, like, they, it, it, like, yeah, that's a great comparison with, with the Chiefs there, and the ability to come back. I was just going to end it on this. Mac Jones is horrible. Yeah, yeah. he's hor. He's bad. Yep. Like I, I think it was Cowherd again was talking today about how they Belichick was asked why they ran the ball on that last play, and he said because we couldn't throw it. It was like a fifty-five yard hail mary. Yeah. So he easily has the weakest arm in the league. And their offense is terrible. Yeah, I mean, like he's regressed. He wasn't even that great last year, but he's certainly regressed since then. And um, he's probably like he's probably a bottom five quarterback in the league.
1: No, you're right, and, and I think too to the point of that, like Cincinnati's defense causing all those turnovers. Like they've been really good the last handful of weeks, and that's why the Bengals are so scary because they can stop you on three and out, and then get the ball back to Burrow and look out. I mean, they're they're tough. Good point.
0: Listen to this, Johnny. Battle of the Cats. You're not gonna get me two times in a row. The Detroit Lions travel to take on the Carolina Panthers in Charlotte, North Carolina. The line is two and a half to the Detroit Lions. Interesting line. Lions are the hottest teams in the sport. Carolina coming off a faulty win- loss against the Steelers. And my bet with uh, my side bet with Jordan Turner isn't looking so great, but they do have they do have some promise. And because of that, I'm taking the Panthers this week, obviously, to win the game. Um, look, it's kind of easy for me in terms of, A, I want, I need the Panthers to win, but, B, I'm still not like bought in. I think the Lions are good, don't get me wrong, but they have a Lions game in them somewhere. Like, that stuff just doesn't go away. I think this could be the time to do it. Sleepy Charlotte, noon on Christmas Eve. Might not be the best atmosphere early. Carolina comes out, punches them in the mouth. they got a dogfight. I think Vegas realizes that too. Over under 44. That's a lot of points for these two teams. I think they anticipate some high-flying action. Give me the Panthers, guys. Blame.
1: Yeah, I think you're, you know, I, I I was like all Lions. You know, all yesterday, I guess, all week. It was yesterday, but a lot of shower thoughts.
0: <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> the, but really, I mean, it's just, why was this line only three? The Lions are the hottest team in football. Carolina just kind of laid an egg and should have you know, been a little bit hotter than they were. What What? What gives? And I think you're on to something, Chandler. I think it's just the gives that the Lions maybe not be able to finally like summit that mountain that they've been trying to. They're still climbing uphill, and at some point they're going to regress or fall or slip just a little bit. Just a this bit. Might be just a bit, and this is just enough to just be a bit. I'll go. I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with ya. Why not? Just for fun. Yeah.
0: Woohoo! I like Come on Panthers.
2: You ready for me? Okay. So, I think I'm the line's close. I think the line's close because we're going to go back to the weather. Um, Charlotte's, you know, in the south, a warmer climate. It's Supposed to be around twenty degrees at kickoff. And Jared Goff's a Cali boy, going to the going to the cold. So, and look, the Giants. Or sorry, the uh, the Lions were in a pretty decently cold environment against the the Jets, and they won. They they won earlier this year against the Bears in the cold. What happened in both of those games, though? They were they were neck and neck the entire time. So I think that's why the game's close. Um, and with that, I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, uh, I spoke nicely about the Lions and the Jaguars earlier in the podcast. i flip flopped all season. I'll go with the Lions here. There is going to be a time when there is a breakthrough in the Lions franchise. I'm not saying it's right now, but there will be a time where in a in a, a spot where the Lions always lion, they won't. I'm not saying this is this game against the fucking Panthers is that moment, but this could be the the leadership team, the GM, the head coach to lead them to that point. I don't know if Goff's the guy to do that, but I think they'll get it done here, and they won't always be the sad ones.
1: It is fun to look at, too. I mean, this is a game, if the Lions win, they are, like, really, really smell on a playoff spot. I mean, it's there to take. And if they can take it, this is the game that they do. So, I mean, two sides to it. It's fun.
0: AFC South battle. The Houston Texans travel to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans only five point favorites at home this weekend. I think it's a little disrespectful. And I think that has a lot to do with Ryan Tannehill. Guys, he stinks. Great call, Johnny, earlier in the year. Tannehill is bad. I think, honestly, I try to fight for him a little bit more to try and give him some credit. But man, he's just not very good. And, and, uh, I just don't have a lot of confidence in the guy. Now, I will say this. I don't think his weapons are great outside of Derrick Henry. But I don't know what – I mean, he had A.J. Brown last year, and he still wasn't that great. So, they're playing the Texans. I think it's a great time for them to bounce back. Um, Tough loss for the Chargers um, over the weekend. So, I think it's Tennessee all the way. I think Derrick Henry probably goes for 200. I think he might have a Derrick Henry-type game. Um, we know what the Houston run defense is like. So I feel confident in taking the Titans minus five. I think that's why the number is the way it is, though. Um, over under 37, that's insanely low. So they're thinking Derrick Henry all day here. Um, Johnny, am I wrong?
2: No, this is a smash bet the Titans spot. Going back to my takeaway, though, I also want to be less flip floppy on like takes that I feel really strongly about. I've been wrong about a lot of stuff. I think I'm right about the Titans. I think mean, Titans fans, like if you really ask the true, honest Titans fans, are with me too. Like, yeah. Tannehill's not the guy. He's hurt. He, he, I haven't seen what it is, but um, he was hurt in the last game, got hurt on the first drive. But against the Texans, this is 100% – derrick henry derrick henry destroys the texans in fact he has one two three four straight 200 plus yard games against the houston texans listen to this his last game his last game against the texans 219 and 2 32 carries 219 yards two touchdowns the one before that 34 carries 250 yards two touchdowns the one before that 22 carries 212 yards two touchdowns the one before that 32 carries, 211 yards, three touchdowns. Derrick Henry destroys the Houston Texans. And I know the Texans have played two close games against really good teams. The Titans aren't as good as, the, you know, maybe the Titans are as good as Dallas. We'll get to them a little bit later. But I think that I, I want to bet on the Titans here because Derrick Henry is going to destroy the Texans again.
1: I want to do it too, but I was just – you know, I'm looking at at the damn Texans. Like, that front is mean. Those guys are mean. Like, Derrick Henry hasn't been able to be Derrick Henry over the last handful of weeks, and the Titans have paid for it heavily because who the fuck else are they going to go to? And, like, this line of – okay, I get the line – Five, but five's a lot for, uh, you know, two teams that, oh, okay, Johnny, you're right. They have played, but it's been within seven, within three, then 10, within three, within a overtime, and then another one that a, a lost. But their last five have been somewhat close outside of two Titan wins. But it's, you know, it, it's just one of those division games that five's kind of a lot that I want to take the hungry Texans because they hit fucking hard. And we've seen them hit hard over the last couple of weeks. But flop uh, on that side, I'm going Tennessee as well.
2: <laughs> so. Well, who, who is – you know, the, the, the thing that I was thinking about too is like the last time they played was like Halloween week. So it was, it's only been like four – you know, it's been it – it wasn't it like week one. You know, it's been a month and a half, two months – since that game, who have the Texans, add, I mean, they haven't added anybody and the chiefs were able to run all over the Texans, even though they like refused to fucking do it. So if you just look at the stats that I was reading off there, it's just, it's just evident. It's apparent what they're going to do against the Texans, 32 carries, 34 carries, 22 carries, 32 carries, 21 carries. I mean, they, He's going to get 30 carries. Yeah, I, think but,
1: well, that's a my, I just the Titans are so banged up and that's why they've dropped so many is because defensively they've been banged up. But also looking at it, I mean, three of the five starters up front for Tennessee are banged up. Ben Jones, Nate Davis didn't practice. Two were limited. It's just one of those weird games where it's hard to bet. I'm not going to bet it. And five's just a kind of a hefty number. Vegas did a good job setting the line with what it is.
2: I'll bet it for us. It's supposed to be like 10 degrees at kickoff, two in Nashville. So, it'll be cold. Let's
0: go Titans. The New Orleans Saints travel north, coming off a big win against the Atlanta Falcons to take on the Cleveland Browns, coming off a big win over the Baltimore Ravens. Two teams with two divisional wins in their pocket coming into this week. Um, Browns minus two and a half at home. I tend to like it. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know what to do with the Saints. So it's, this game is stinky. Johnny is waving in front of his nose right now. I agree. This game is very stinky. Two and a half, I think, kind of alludes to the stink behind this game. It really could be a pick-em in my opinion. I think it is. And I'm going to pick the Browns because at the end of the day, pick them. I go home team, just kind of my thing. I'm going Cleveland here. Uh, I don't. I don't remember who it is. I think it's Blaine.
1: It's me. And then it goes back to what I tried to say at the start of this podcast about the New Orleans Saints just being my most furiating team in the NFL this year. Do I want anything to do with them? No. Do I want anything to do with Deshaun Watson? Maybe. Like, I said it last week, at some point, we're going to get something out of this guy. Something. He's looking like, better.
0: He looks better. It wasn't it's... great, but he looks better.
1: But Andy Dalton, fuck you. You suck. And Jameis Winston should be the quarterback. And I don't care if there's a rapist on the other side. I'm taking the rapist. And you know what? I'm taking the rapist and I'll take the Cleveland Browns.
2: Okay. That was fucking hilarious. Okay, guys. I agree. Listen my big you know i was talking last week about how i think Deshaun watson might stink let's not go crazy here yeah he looked better this is a guy who's got 250 million guaranteed and he was 18 for 28 with 161 yards that is mid he stinks and look like it was a 13 to 3 game whether that's well okay that's a good point that's Temperature is supposed to be in the single digits at kickoff in Cleveland. That does not bode well for anything that the Saints have to offer on offense. I'll take the Browns here in this spot. And uh, it, it gets worse for the Saints, too. I mean, Dennis Allen is terrible. They have they are projected to be the worst team in, in, uh, in regards to cap space next year. They're like $100 million, I believe, or, or if not that close to it, over the cap projected for next year, and their first round draft pick that they have is going to Philadelphia. So like the, it, it, it's really bad uh, for the Saints and well, I said that they were that I said they were going to suck, so I'm happy about it. Go Browns here.
0: The New York Giants travel to take on the Minnesota Vikings, and with that, I'll turn it over to Blaine. Um, you want to say anything? I'm.
1: So my phone was lighting up about first, second quarter, obviously, as it should be about uh, Vikings frauds. Told you so. Told you so. Didn't say a word back. Just left it on red. Left Chandler on red. I think Johnny might have thrown in a few jabs in there, too, which is fine. Inexpected. I just
2: had money. I had money on the Vikings, so I was obviously rightfully pissed.
1: Yeah, I was uh, mimosa ing at a bar with my family, my Wheeler family Christmas and Lee Summit. We were, you know, 12 bars of Lee Summit about to go have some fun. So I didn't get to watch a lot of the games, sadly. Watched the fourth quarter. And as the fourth quarter's rolling around, I just, you know, kind of told Chandler in a slight that you may have counted your chickens a little too fast before they hatched.
2: All right, well.
1: And, um, You know what happened is that the boys just undermined what Kirk Cousins and this offense can do. This is the most explosive offense outside of the Kansas City Chiefs, because, oh my, oh my God, I mean, Patrick Aww, Mahomes, yeah. so just relax, but, I mean, the, the the things that they can do with Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, and that they can score points fast is really dangerous, and they should be regarded as dangerous just because of that factor. I've been trying to tell you this for weeks and weeks, and it came to fruition. Now, I will say that, you know, the Colts kind of laid an egg, Matt Ryan with his history, all of that kind of played into a factor. A perfect storm for the Vikings, but... Also perfect storm for, I mean, this game, just three and a half here. This is a fun one. I mean, the Vikings are going to play close because they play close. It's not their defense sucks. Saquon looked awesome last week against the commanders. It's It's a tough spot. And the Vikings, frankly, have been in a lot of tough spots with the very hot Lions. And then last week, I mean, they obviously should have blown out. The Colts didn't. But it's just a weird one to me. I, I, I'll take the Vikings because, I mean, you're riding high out that. They got a lot of implications going into the playoffs. They win this game by a touchdown plus Vikings at home.
0: In the over-under is 47 and a That's half. That's a lot. If is I, this, a college game?
1: Vikings defense is bad, guys. Really bad. It's
0: awful. And they should not have won that game. And the Vikings are not good. They are just not good. I'm sorry. They aren't. They really aren't. You
1: a mid about, with a you, very high ceiling. Very high ceiling.
0: You talk about Phelan. He had he didn't have like a target until the second half. It was K.J. Are, Osborne in the, in the first half. Um, and even basically the whole game. He's taken over. I think Phelan's the third option now. At Hawkinson, did the Lions fleece the Vikings? Because – I don't like what I'm really seeing from Hawkinson. I actually, I'm, I'm genuinely asking. He's not been playing well and he had some bad drops again against the Colts
1: again. And then the lions, he lost that game to the lions like through and through. They had a, they had a third down third and eight. That was, I mean, what was it? A one score game. Vikings were looking really good right to his hands drop and then i think there was a turnover that involved him just earlier in that game too the Maybe the homecoming bubble. or the frog. yeah it was it was just bad by hawk and that that's why the vikings oh, lost God, Blake no no the vikings hawk. gave it away the vikings gave it away the, the lions played really well but i'm just saying that 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 plus that last week i think that that's a hawk has not been very good he needs to be a lot better for sure
0: johnny do you hear this guy he's on nickname basis with the vikings players
1: Sorry, no, but, NFL knowledge is superior or something. What, God
2: talk? Yeah. Right, Blaine's Adam. team shield. He's protect protect the shield, but and I respect that. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Well, Blaine, Blaine. I mean, the bit the bit that you guys do back and forth is hilarious. The Vikings piss me off when they lose me money. I was the biggest Vikings fan in the world. In that second half of that game, I was doing skull chants in my living room. I had Adam Thielen anytime touchdown plus 218 he catches a touchdown I'm doing I'm doing gritties in my living room having a great time and then that comeback was happening and um, I did a money line favorite parlay on on that on uh, on Saturday and that that won so that was amazing Um, but Blaine I mean just said it I mean they're mid with a high ceiling I'll concede to that I mean they can kind of go off but they can also really be mid and the sports Pope who I bring up all the time, Colin Cowherd does his uh, herd hierarchy on Tuesdays and the Vikings are 11 and three and he has them at number 10. Like, yeah, I just think that's honest. Like the the Vikings have a ceiling that if they tap into it, they can hang and just beat a lot of teams. But, but also I think, I think they have a floor that is gross. And something I noticed in that game. Guys, how do these NFL teams fuck up their player evals so badly? Two instances, Jalen Rager screwed the Vikings in that game. Just absolutely screwed them. On the pick that Cousins threw, I mean, he just stopped his route. I couldn't believe it on on that one. But. Uh, still going to
0: be incomplete. testament
2: to the vik, testament to the Vi- it's a testament to the to the Minnesota Vikings that they were able to pull off I don't care who the team is it's the largest comeback in NFL history like you have to give them some props for that on the flip side Blaine kind of alluded to it earlier Matt Ryan he had the Super Bowl 28 to 3 and this collapse a ton of collapses in Atlanta he stinks. He needs to retire after this year. All three of us had the Colts in our preseason playoff predictions. How wrong did we get that? The the Jeff Saturday experiment needs to be over after this year, um, and they're just terrible. I'm not really sure what they're going to do going forward because I don't know if, if they're going to be able to take, to take a quarterback or trade. It's probably just going to be like Derek Carr as their quarterback next year, and they'll continue huh. all all the bullshit. Last thing, and Blaine, Blaine's got something. You're right about Hawkinson. He stinks. You can't take a tight end in the top 10. He was a top 10 pick. Noah Fant was, also, was his teammate in college, was also taken. I don't know if he was top 10. He might have been right outside the top 10. But Noah Fant stinks. And Kyle Pitts can't get any run uh, in Atlanta either. So, yeah, the Lions, I think I think the Lions won that side of the deal already because Hawkinson is mid
1: yeah, don't shoot. But Kirk Cousins is throwing for four twenty five and four sixty over his last two. I mean, slinging the rock. That what? like I I mean, but I, I get what you're trying to say. Come from behind, late, you know, throwing a lot. But
0: overtime.
1: Uh, right, yeah. You know, don't give me that. I mean, Justin Jefferson is a fucking freak of like he is one of the best players we've seen at the wide receiver position. Feeling like they, this team is dangerous. They, like they, they, they can them. win some games in the playoffs. Just just at least say that, Chandler. Quit being such a goddamn Scrooge.
0: Giants plus three and a half. I think it's an easy <laughs> bet. I honestly, I'll take a money line, too. I'm going to take a money line if I if I was a gambling guy. Real quick, uh, break, I'm going to call a quick audible here. We're going to switch just real fast. Boy, I've got a quick question for you, rapid fire. Drake, men's basketball, Missouri Valley Conference. Drake beats Mississippi State in a tournament today in Lincoln, yeah. Nebraska, 58-52. If it was Missouri State versus Mississippi State, how bad would the Bulldogs beat our Bears right now?
1: 20 plus.
0: 20 oh, plus.
1: It's I mean, this is, this is what pisses me off is, like, the Valley yeah. does this every single year. I mean, like, this was a game where I was looking at it, too, a few days ago. I was like, Drake, I mean, this is a typical Valley game where one of the top teams in the Valley wins it. They yep. did. But it, anyone like the Bears, the Bears, like, it's always you and I. It's always Drake. It's always Loyola, and it's never Missouri State never they're sniffing it sniffing it and they can never do it it's it's infuriating sorry
0: sort of like the bears the commanders feel to be that team that's sniffing it and sniffing it and can never do it and they go on the road east coast to west coast to take on the san francisco 49ers and playing one of the hottest teams in the nfl that i feel like does not get now they did play on thursday so maybe it's a little bit more of a recency bias thing but I don't think that they are necessarily getting that the respect they deserve. They're a good football team, man. They're a really scary football team and they can easily, I think they are the the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC. No ifs, ands or buts about it. They're physical. Their defense is nasty. Fred Warner is so fun to watch. I mean, I love Nick Bolton to death. I think he's an unbelievable player. And I think he makes a lot of awesome plays for the Chiefs. But there's some about watching Fred Warner play. He is so fast and so physical. It's awesome. Uh, I guess, you know, I had a little man crush moment for a second because he's he's that badass. I really like watching him play. But I think it's San Francisco all the way here. I think the Commanders, I think Blaine, you're right. I think that they are they're trending death. They're not dead yet technically, but they are trending that way. And I think this is a brutal situation for them going to the to the West Coast here. I've got the Niners and Brock Purdy. And why bet against it until it, it proves you wrong? So, I got the Niners. Johnny, I think?
2: Uh, Niners for sure here. I don't want any part of – I like Taylor Heineke just as a dude. But, like, I don't want any part of Taylor Heineke versus the stifling 49ers defense. I just don't want any part of it. Um, they're really fun to watch. It was really good. The Chiefs absolutely slaughtered and hung a 40-piece on the, the 49ers. I mean, just their best offensive game of the season against a really good defense um, that was healthy at the time. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But what I'm curious about just long-term on the 49ers is their quarterback. This is That's no shot at Brock Purdy, but, like, come on. There's no – He's not their future at quarterback. I mean they are, they are going to try it again, aren't they? with Trey Lance?
0: You have to.
2: Jimmy's coming off of season ending surgery. like they've been talking like they want to get rid of Jimmy for two years. Yeah, so I I think, I think it's just a we'll see question mark right now uh, for the future at quarterback for the 49ers, but this week it'll be purdy, and I don't think they're going to have any trouble with Washington you know Washington kind of got hosed by some calls whatever I think we might have to do a full podcast dedicated to Johnny Rose thoughts on NFL officiating <laughs> at some point maybe <laughs> not I'll not just record that. that on my own I'll just record it on my own it'll be it'll be quick it'll be like three or four hours long of me just you know talking <laughs> about how they need the NFL officiating needs a total and complete overhaul. We can't we can't continue to call football uh the same way that we did when the players were all built like Mike Ditka and shit like that. Like it's just ridiculous whatever. I'm if I get into it I won't stop. So I'll take the 49ers here and fuck NFL refs.
1: Yeah, this is one where I'm back and forth a little bit, flip flop flip flop, but I think I'm going to go Commanders just because I mean, like, man, is is Purdy really gonna be that guy? I mean, everyone's riding so high. It's like a classic 49ers are the best team in the NFC now, and they may have ride be riding too high to that, you know, live up to that a tough Washington Commanders team who beat the Eagles, who's played some tough games, who went back to back with the Giants, their rivals, and that's just one of those games where they're finally out of that and they see the light in the day in the last few to Where it's, you know, maybe closer than people imagine. That's just my mindset of it. Maybe it's wrong, but it's not, it's not an X's and O's standpoint. I think the 49ers defense is one of the best in the NFL, obviously. But it, you know, one of those games where it just, you know, I, I think Washington has a lot to ride here. I think that they can be better than they have been. And um, outside of those Giants games, you go to another NFC opponent, and I think you play up a little bit. And I think the 49ers may play down just a tad and Purdy may come down to earth just a tad and just enough for seven.
0: Per Johnny Rowe, kickoff temperature will be 65 degrees in a nice balmy Santa Clara, California. Sounds a little bit better than what the state of Missouri is about ready to endure um, per the Weather Channel. We've had a lot of apps out tonight, some Weather Channel apps, maybe just some Apple weather. Uh, anybody Anybody got the KY3 app? Johnny, you got the KY3 app? It seems like a dad move, kind of
1: color king no guy myself,
0: but it's fair. No, no. K- no KY3 app for Johnny, but um, yeah. So I don't think the winner will be a factor out there. I love the Niners. Cowboys host the Philadelphia Eagles NFC East battle big time. Um, no Jalen Hurts ruled out for this game, I believe. Garner Minshew will get the start for the Eagles. Eagles plus five on the road. I think that's a little disrespectful. I get that Jalen Hurts is out, but like – this team's been considered the best team in football, I think, all year, consistently. Yes, it's been the Chiefs a couple times. Yes, it's been the Bills. But I would say for the majority, surely the best team in the NFC, and if not the NFL amongst a lot of the media so far this season. To be plus five, that seems a little disrespectful against a guy who's played in the league, played meaningful snaps in the league, started in this league, with a now has a really good roster. I mean, as long as he doesn't mess this up, I don't want to – I don't like Philly for some reason. I don't want to bet against them, and I'm not going to. I think the Cowboys are fraudulent. I think Dak is not – I hate to say it because I I want to like Dak, but I don't think he's that good. And I think the Eagles can win this game with their defense. I think they can flat get after the Cowboys here and, and stifle them at home and sweep the season series. I'm thinking the Eagles. Hot take? Sure. Give me the Eagles, Blame.
1: Gardner Minshew, I, I think that's sort of the stat, in his last however many starts he's had is 17 touchdowns, four picks. I mean, you could argue that he's a better throw of the football than Jalen Hurts is, which is, I don't think that's a terribly hot take. I mean, he can sling the ball. Now he can't do what Jalen Hurts can do on the ground. The offense isn't as dynamic with Minshew as there is Hurts, but – this game is awesome, guys. I mean, this game has been talked about. I mean, Michael Parsons is taken to social media two weeks ago about this game. Two weeks ago about this game. That's that's how they've been anticipating it. And we get it at 325 on Christmas Eve. Are you kidding me? I mean, this, this has got to be on your TV and your whole family needs to be watching this with the cocktail in hand because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm really excited to see... What really, it's it's less of, I think Gardner's going to be okay. I think this Eagles offense is going to be okay. But what is just, I'm watching Micah Parsons every single snap. Like, I want to see that. And I want to see the rivalry go head to head. Um, just because of that, Chandler, I'm riding with you. I I, I think Gardner's good enough to, to stick the four and a half. I think it's going to be one of those, like, one, two point games that we all want on Christmas Eve. And it's going to be fun. I'll go Eagles plus points, too.
2: This one's hard for me. Jalen has not officially been ruled out, but with the line being what it is, it makes me think that he's not going to play. Jalen today said he's able to throw. Nick Sirianni mentioned his body is not like ours. So, like, it doesn't – it's just these guys are elite athletes. Maybe he can go – I really don't know what to do here. If it's Minshew, I kind of want to take Dallas, guys. I, I hate backup quarterbacks. I hate them. The quarterback position is so difficult to play, but there are not 32 guys quality enough to play starting quarterback. So if Minshew is not one of the 32, like, well, he sucks. I like I mean, I think his, I think he's funny. I think it's funny how Gardner Minshew's middle name is Beowulf. His name's <laughs> Gardner Beowulf Minshew the Third. He's he, he's Minshew the Third, and his dad is not named Gardner Minshew. There's not a second or a first. And his name's Gardner Minshew the oh, Third. I like how he looks like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Diamond. I like all of that. But if he's the starting quarterback, I'm just not. I'm not betting on him. The Cowboys really need this game, too. Like, and they're at home. And it's basically prime time. So, yeah, I think the matchups are great. If it if it is Hurts, if we find out it's Hurts, I'm going to just jump on it right away. But uh, I'll take I'll take Dallas here. I'm looking forward to A.J. Brown versus Diggs. You know, it, it, Jason Kelsey in this offensive line for the Eagles against Parsons and Lawrence and the rest of these guys on defense for – For the Cowboys, I'm looking forward to CeeDee Lamb and Darius Slay. I'm looking forward to all of that stuff, guys. But with Gardner Minshew, I cannot bet on the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I like that. Cowboys have the best pressure rate in the NFL, too, which is fun against a guy that can only pass it, and Jalen Hurts can do a lot of different things. But I have a question for you guys. Like, How good are the Eagles? Like, Legitimately, you've seen them – Through a lot of games, I mean, it's it's been a talk in the NFL. Haven't really been that tested. Their schedule, everybody talks about their schedule being so handily. They're 13-1 and just because of that. But how good are the Eagles? Uh, What do you guys think?
0: I'll go first. I think they're legit. And you can talk about their schedule all you want. Okay, you get into the playoffs, and we've seen from the NFC this year that they're not good teams in the NFC outside of a, a select few so they're only going to play these teams early in the round. They're going to win playoff games. It all determines on if they go to the Ch- Super Bowl or not. I think it's an absolute bust. If they don't, they're going to have home field. That's, like, not even a question anymore. Like, it's going to go through Philadelphia if and a team from the NFC outside of the Eagles wants to get into the Super Bowl. Um, I I love Philly, and I hate them at the same time. Johnny? I've
2: grown to really respect their their team. Yeah. Over this season, um, I think one point midseason, I probably said, I think, I know I said this, I just don't remember when it was, but they remind me a lot of, they reminded me a lot of like last year's Titans, where I think they could get the bye and then lose. I'm kind of getting more away from that. I, 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 I'm very curious if they have a bad game in the playoffs, and they have to come back how that's going to look. But, guys, they probably – I don't even know if they're going to be in that position. They have the least amount of snaps this season from rookies. Their roster is great, top to bottom. Like, and a lot of people say, well, you know, the only reason that they're so good is because they have a bunch of good players. Like, what the fuck? That's the whole point of this thing. Like, they have a great roster. They have a great GM. Their head coach is young, ballsy, and passionate, and and the players love to play for Sirianni. So – and they're rallying behind Jalen Hurts. So his his health for them long – just for the rest of this season is the number one thing to watch. You know, they can – if they can get Hurts back sooner rather than later and for him to be healthy – but the cost is Minshew has to start this game and they lose to their most hated rival at their place. I, if I'm an Eagles fan, it's very difficult to do. But I am a, I'm willing to to do to make that trade. Me too. Because because if hurts if if there is no hurts, it doesn't matter that they have the best record in football. It Doesn't matter that they have this amazing roster. Like I'm just telling you right now, Gardner Minshew is not winning you a Super Bowl. So they just got to get hurts healthy, or else none of it matters.
0: The Las Vegas Raiders travel east to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers minus three at home. Raiders coming off a the luckiest win in the history of the sport on the absolute flip side of the debacle that the Patriots put on. Um, I don't know what to make of the Raiders. I don't really know what to make of the Steelers. The Steelers, I believe, said today that Kenny Pickett is going to start this game, I believe. Um, so that gives me a little hope for them, a little bit more than than Mitchell Trubisky, even though I know he just won at Carolina. Um, i still still not bought in. Um, the only way I see this game really going well for the Steelers is if T.J. Watt can just wreck it. Um, and if Kenny Pickett can hook up with George Pickens for like two touchdowns and maybe 150 yards in the air. And I don't see that really happening. I like the Raiders in this spot plus 3. I love that. I really like that and even Raiders money line I would I'd recommend to the people. I think that the uh, they're just better. I will say this, kind of flip-flop flip-flop. Steelers Saturday night at home. Difficult environment for Derek Carr and the Raiders to go into. You know that place will be fired up. That town will not quit on the Steelers, so that does scare me over under 39.5, maybe a low-scoring affair. I guarantee you the weather is not 65 and sunny like it was in Santa Clara. Somebody have the weather uh, report for me. I believe it's Blaine to start. Johnny just gave me a 1. Does that mean it's going to be 1 degree in Pittsburgh? At kickoff,
2: 1 degree actual temperature, sub-zero wind chill. Derek Carr is a pussy in the cold.
1: Small hands. Is Small there hands. a
0: chance – is there a way for me to re – to redo my take or do I need to I believe, stick with it yeah you, your podcast
1: more info be a smart man do what you want to do
0: Steelers minus three Steelers <laughs> money line <laughs> I, think, I forgot about the weather I forget I forget what time of the year it is that plays such a factor the Raiders it are gonna does suck in the cold they're gonna suck
1: yeah, it does, and they usually do suck in the cold. But, but like, dude, the, I I just feel like also Renfro Waller haven't been there for many weeks. They were okay. They weren't very good last week against the Patriots. But it was the Patriots. Like the Patriots just seemed to stifle. Still put up twenty four. You know whatever
0: thirty just, actually.
1: Yeah, with that wild last play. But well, the you, you know, I, I just think the Raiders are a better football team. But when you put in the aspect of Tomlin and the Raider and the and the Steelers at home and the weather, it makes things really fun. That's why three is just about the perfect line. I mean, Vegas does it again. I'll go Raiders because I think they're better. But I could see, I could clearly, clearly see a situation where this cold hurts. Car hurts this offense. Tomlin does his thing, stifles the Raiders, and and the Steelers win. But I think you know, as I was thinking about this bad saturday night matchup but as we're talking it's kind of a fun one for for the cold weather for what it is
0: pittsburgh at night johnny yeah you guys said it all i don't
2: have much to add you know huge huge victory morale wise for the raiders they were completely dead but there was a lot of fuck shit that happened in that game keelan cole was out of bounds and they gave him the touchdown, you know, it makes so much sense because they only had one camera angle. It was called a touchdown. Oh, no one pay attention to the fact that we're in Las Vegas right now when this is happening and we need this game to be close. And then, of course, the end of the game uh, happened how it it did. So, you know, morale-wise for the Raiders, it's been a tough year in their building. That was a huge moment. That was one of the damnedest things I've ever seen. I, was, I kept telling Emily I was watching it with her here at the house, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I've, you know, I've never seen something like that. I've, we've, we've all watched so much football. One thing I say about baseball is like one of the things I like about baseball is that you have it, it's, frequently you can have moments where you're like, damn, I've never seen something like that before. I've never seen something like that ever in the NFL, and that was McDaniels against Belichick. Like that could be big morale-wise for the Raiders. It just uh, is not good for them that they're going to be playing games in wind chill below zero because Derek Carr is so bad in the cold. I mean, he sucks in the cold. So I'll take uh, a pit. By the way, Pittsburgh fucking sucks. But i I, I think they'll. I think they're going to win here.
0: Keep an eye out too. That's going to be a shitty field. Same with Chicago with the Bills cold shitty field field. rock solid it's not going to be comfortable to play on to fall on prayers up for the boys and those in those three games or those two games excuse me let's move into the sunday slate noon kickoff green bay goes to miami guys am i gonna be crazy if i say i like what i saw from the packers last night Am I going to say – am I going to be crazy that I didn't – I understand they're playing the Rams, but I liked what they did. Am I going to be crazy that they're going to South Beach and it's going to be warm and what a time for this offense to get clicking on all cylinders? Because I'm thinking I'm going to say it. I don't know that they win this game, guys. But plus four in South Beach, you got Rodgers versus Tua – rogers kind of do for a moment and why not let him do it in south because some warm weather packers only plus 170 on the money line the over under is 49 and a half guys i love the packers plus four i'll take the dolphins to win but no you know what no i'm not gonna do it i'm taking packers across the board i love the packers here i really do i think I think they're mathematically alive, guys. I really do. I think the commander's loss helped them big time. So, Packers, Blaine, are you there? Or is it. Okay. Johnny. I think it's
2: me. I, well, I think it might be me. Because, um, yeah, I think he went first on the last one. But um, so I, I I like Green Bay too in this spot. I don't know if that's my brain being dumb, though because I, I I was impressed what I saw with what I saw for Miami against Buffalo. Miami was in, you know, it was terrible weather, and they were right there with the chance to win, and they made some mistakes, and I think they should have ran the ball more, but I, I'm pretty sure Miami can clinch a playoff berth with a win in this spot. And with it being at home, I don't know. This is really hard for me. I like everything you said, Chandler, but I think I'm going to take Miami here. And with a line being that high, you know, I just don't know if Green Bay has that ceiling offensively to really get him there. So I, I think, yeah, I'm going to take Miami minus four, you said? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Miami minus four.
1: Book Tyreek Hill fuck yeah. mcdan fuck them all i really despise the Dolphins. something about the last handful of weeks just has been irking me about the miami dolphins and this is a game where oh we're gonna make the playoffs just fine we're gonna win a first round playoff game we're so confident Rodgers, mm, rogers comfortable just gotta win chandler i'm with you and I hate that I'm with you, not because I don't like you, because I like you a lot, but just because the, I just don't want to bet on the Packers. Like I, I haven't wanted to bet on them all year long. This is good a spot.
0: Yesterday, I'm Remind kind of, of we're recording on a Tuesday night reactionary pod. They looked good last night.
1: I, I mean, I'm kind of licking my chops here. Like Miami's defense is bad. Like they haven't been great. I even mean, though they're better with Chubb as, as he's came along and their pass rushers getting a little bit better, but. If the Packers can do something, and
0: uh, uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll go Green Bay with you, Chandler. That a boy. I like it. Moving forward, Sunday afternoon, I need to be honest with the listeners. Next year, I'm going to do better. I, I figured out how to do the stinkiest tag of the year award better moving forward. We're, I'm going to write down, we're going to give a stinkiest tag every, every week. So we're going to start writing that down so we can really go back because I might have jumped the gun a little too early because this game might be the stinkiest game of the entire year. Denver goes to the Rams. Two and a half point favorites at SoFi on Sunday afternoon. Christmas. Jesus was born on this day, and they are putting this game on that day. That is stinky. Stinky, guys. Horrible game. I don't know what to make of Denver. They go for 24 points against the Cardinals, who are inc- equally as stinky. Um, we'll talk about them in a second. But, God, what do you do with this game? Baker, back at home, probably more comfortable indoors on the turf. I think I like the Rams at home. I think they get their defense is good. I think the Denver's defense is good, but I think Denver's offense is weirdly worse than the Rams. I really do and the Rams are a good defense so I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half at home I think that's kind of a slap in the face and in, in a pick'em game really being a a two and a half point dog at home like it I love it Blaine?
1: there are some unders this week that are just like insane like Saints Browns 32
0: this is 36 Houston and Tennessee, Tennessee a
1: half. 37 like some really really low and this one is uh, I, I can't believe this isn't the lowest of the week because two good defenses versus two horrible offenses, and it's and it's not the lowest of the week. It, do, it doesn't make any sense. But Russell Wilson on a day of the Lord, and you're not going to pick Russell Wilson on the day of the Lord? Baker Mayfield is probably the least amount of Lord quarterback in the NFL – And Jesus Christ is going to do something good for Russell Wilson. I'm telling you that. That's a fact, especially in the city of LA, who doesn't really go by any Christ meanings at all. So I'm going all Denver. All Denver here. I just, Baker had his moment, and that was the moment he's going to go to freaking bed with whenever he's 75 or 80 dying his grave is going to say he came back and beat the raiders on that huh. thursday night and that's all he has to show for because he was bad last week he's going to be bad again this week and i love the denver broncos here just because i think the offense does enough latavius murray has been good enough and really rams they're done the worst team out of the after the super bowl as we all know they're just bad i, I you know I'll, I'll go denver here on the lord's day
0: Blaine loves the AFC West besides the Chiefs. It's ridiculous.
2: Am I supposed to go now? Or is that, okay. I didn't know. Are you yeah. going to respond? Or I guess like, that's it. All right, well. I wish um, you
1: could see the video. I just went one of those, like, I, get, I did the Jesus hands, two hands up. Like, what am I supposed to say? <laughs>
2: what am I supposed to say? I'm not going to bet on the Broncos. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. This is what's below mid it's fucking stink. Like this is bad. Yeah. And I, I, and you know, both of these teams are, we've talked about this a lot. They're in horrible positions. Terrible. If you're on the Ram side, you know, they've lost so many people to injuries. Uh, add Ben Skoranek to that list. He's out for the season and their center, Brian Allen. Both of these te- teams are playing for nothing because they don't have first round picks next year. Like wh- what, are they doing? It, it, has it been officially announced that Russ is starting? If Brett Rippin is starting, I'll probably, I would probably rather bet on the Broncos if Brett Rippin was starting because Russ is terrible. And I don't know, what to do other than that so uh i'll take the rams getting points at home but this is a battle of who the fuck cares and i don't even think their fans do on either side
0: buccaneers go to the arizona cardinals on sunday night football uh this game stinks too but in the in unlike the rams and broncos tampa has to win this game because their only route to the playoffs is to win the NFC South. And they have too many teams in that division around them with bad records as well that are fighting the same as Tampa is. And Tampa wins and they are in. Um, I think that's a a good spot for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be in this weekend, playing the Cardinals, who are deader than dead. Um, Bucks getting six and a half – or, excuse me, Cardinals giving up six and a half points at home. They stink at home. I don't get that at all. I'm all over Tampa here, Johnny.
2: Me too. Um, is it Colt McCoy? Is it... Yeah. Trace McSorley? I don't know who it is, but uh, that's not good. And I said what I said about the Bucks earlier. I don't think the Bucks are a very good team either, but this, the Cardinals are... In the offseason, we'll do a, a couple of pods, and I want to talk about like the teams that are in the worst positions in the league. I think the Cardinals, like the Rams and the, Car- uh, the Rams and the Broncos, are, are are one of those teams. They are – I have still not yet – I have still yet to watch Hard Knocks the last three weeks because I have no interest in learning anything about the Cardinals. Kyler Murray just blew his knee out. And, yeah, they've gotten those surgeries re- return time to be a little bit shorter. But, I mean, he blew his knee out in the – the le- the back four games of the season like how good is he going to be to start next year i honestly guys do you think it's crazy to say this they just paid kyler they just paid him like what if they traded kyler i don't know like i really don't think it's a zero percent chance cliff is going to get fired Steve Kime, right? That's their GM. Yeah. He's, I think he's getting fired. They've got some Maybe weird they,
0: things going on down there.
2: I know. It's yeah. very weird. It's DeAndre, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, like, not really vibing with the guys in the locker room. JJ Watts, an aging player. Buda Baker might be banging his sister. Very weird <laughs> yeah. dynamic there. Um, but yeah, their roster is just like, you know, aging Robbie Anderson, they like randomly traded for Robbie Anderson and he stinks everywhere. He goes, the jets, the Panthers and the the Cardinals, the teams just suck. Hey, maybe you're the problem, Robbie, you know, there's a video out there of Robbie Anderson having sex outside. Have you guys seen that shit? Yeah. Congrats. Congrats to Robbie. And you know, uh, congrats on the sex Robbie, you know, it's dope, but I mean, he's just like a wild dude. And AJ AJ Green stinks. Zach Ertz is old, and he got hurt. Like their their offensive line blows. The Cardinals are a terrible team, and I just don't think it's crazy to think that like they would trade Kyler for like two, three first round picks to somebody or something like that. I don't know. They they they're going to be in total rebuild mode, and we've seen Kyler's personality. Like he's not going to want to be around for that. So I'll take uh, the Bucks here. That was a lot of talk, a lot more talk about the Cardinals than I thought, but they're, 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 a, they're a terrible team. I, I I would feel bad for their fans.
1: I mean, the Bucks just have to win this game like, with every meaning in their body. I mean, the I alluded to it, the Cincinnati game. I mean, how the fuck did they not beat Cincinnati? Well, they turned the ball over four straight times. They're not going to do it again at Arizona, where Arizona is bad, where Arizona has so many problems. I think Tom does his thing, especially on Christmas night. I mean, you get Tom on Christmas night against a fraudulent organization. Six and a half seems like a lot, but it shouldn't be. I mean, I would take... I would take up to 10. I just – I think the Bucks handled their way. I, I really, really, really feel strongly about the Bucs here, and that's about all I have to say.
0: Cardinals suck at home too. They oh. suck at
2: home.
1: One of the worst teams of all time at home.
0: It's, does, it doesn't make sense. No, it's awful. It makes no sense. Monday Night Football, Chargers go to Indy in a bit of a trap game, I believe, for the Chargers. Coming off a big win against the Titans – And let's be honest, guys, I don't want the Chargers to get hot at all. Um, They're trending that way right now. They're in the playoffs, I believe, as of right now. I love the Colts plus four at home. I really do. Um, I do think the Chargers can win this game, but the Chargers are bad against the run. Um, Somehow they kind of of sheltered Derrick Henry a little bit last week. I'm surprised by that. But you know the Colts are going to come in this game and try to run the football a ton, in my opinion. Maybe try to get it around the yard a little bit with Matt Ryan, but I would try to limit that if I'm the Colts. I think they keep this a close game. Um, Colt, the Chargers stink in, in late-game situations, and this feels like a weird game to me, and the over-under screams of that. 46-and-a-half, are weird things going to happen in this game? Yes, absolutely. I love the home team covering this, and I'm going to take money line because I know it's going to piss Blaine off, can't wait to hear what blaine staley has to say about the chargers
1: you guys just need to quit with that shit i don't like the fucking i hate the fucking chargers okay i i like the vikings okay it's okay because i'm a kirk stan all right but there's a similarity and the reason i say this is like the chargers and the vikings are very similar football teams like if you get mike williams and keenan allen going and if you get Thielen and Mike Williams gone. these two teams like those two offenses are very very dangerous and teams you don't want to see in the playoffs by any means necessary I was talking with uh, somebody over lunch who's a very smart in the NFL with a co-worker just talking about like who's dangerous in the NFC and AFC and like the two teams that came up that you don't want to see are the Vikings and the Chargers like if the Chargers are healthy they are dangerous the Chargers are healthy here And Jonathan Taylor is not healthy. He's gone. He's not going to play. He's not going to play for the rest of the year. I mean, the Colts are dead after what happened last week. And the Chargers, I think, that's just the team that you got to continue to ride with. I don't want to, guys. (laughs) I don't want to ride with the Chargers. But I think they are that good or have that high enough ceiling to where... They can win this game by 14, and they can win really many games going forward by a touchdown just by how good they can score, and Herbert's looked really good. Indianapolis has shown me nothing outside of the first half with Jonathan Taylor that they can play with somebody. So without Jonathan Taylor, I mean, why would I take the Colts here? I'm going Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. Don't want to do it, but I am. They're the better football team, and they're scary to me.
2: So, Chan, are you serious about the Colts money line? Like, or is that just to piss Blaine off?
0: Yeah, I'm serious about
2: it. Yeah, no, you're not. I can tell. That's ridiculous. That is a ridiculous (laughs) call, Chandler. Come on. Chandler, that is ridiculous.
0: Johnny Rowe, I am telling you right now as the host of the Figure It Out podcast, I am taking Colts money line. Now, I'm not actually going to bet it. Oh, I
1: no, am, that's exactly it. Not going to bet it, but so serious about I'm it. I'm not a
0: betting man. You guys know that. But what I'm saying is that I am. I'm telling listeners to take the Colts' money line. I'm have. i I'm a genius. The
2: Colts have won one game it's with Jeff Saturday. It's been a fucking mess. They're coming off of the – they just gave up. They just surrendered the biggest comeback what what would be the, the the reverse they just surrendered the biggest lead in nfl history and they're facing a chargers team that is playing really good football that's currently in the playoffs the chargers have to play the colts the rams and the broncos the rest of the year they are so dangerous right now like the and like you know they say that there's the phrase like it's hard to beat a, th- a team 3 times my god i'd rather play anybody else than the chargers if i'm than, than if for the chiefs and i think in this spot the chargers are going to be able to cover the four points and win the chargers nick Wright tweeted this today he said or maybe this was yesterday no this was this was yesterday he said uh the Char- the chargers have lost to the chiefs twice and the 49ers once um by a total of 10 points. Like, other than that, they're...
1: Without you know, being fully healthy.
2: Without being fully healthy. They don't have their left tackle. You know, they're eight... Besides those games, they're eight and three if you take out the two games against the Chiefs and the 49ers. Like, and the throw that Justin Herbert had to Mike Williams towards the end of that game on the run to his right was perfection. I'd love to have a Mike Williams on the Chiefs. He is oh so, he is a—I I, mean—he's a top ten pick, but he is so fucking good at football. And to me, talent-wise, you know, the, the the four best quarterbacks in my opinion in the league are Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, and Allen. Like Herbert is in there for me. He's never been to the playoffs. To me, that's more on asshole Staley than <laughs> than him and weirdo injury injuries happening. You know, this team doesn't have Rayshon Slater. He's a great left tackle. I don't know. I, maybe uh, Blaine just just uh, I'll send you my address. Just go ahead and mail me your Chargers nah, jersey, and I'll just not- I'll just. I'll just start wearing it because no. I think the Chargers are really good.
1: Ugh, I fucking hate the Chargers, guys. <laughs> you
0: good, go, go, go. I'll take fuck. it. I'll be Johnny, Johnny Chargers. <laughs> I don't believe that you do hate the Chargers, playing. Well, that's
1: ridiculous because them. I'm wearing a Kansas City Chiefs socking hat with the Kansas City Chiefs blanket with every I, hell. I'm wearing Kansas City Chiefs sweatpants right now. Look for your look for your figure it out pod Christmas gift. It's coming soon. It doesn't have a Chargers
0: logo on it. I bet it out, or it's going to go to the garbage. Let's wrap up the show with the best game of the weekend Saturday morning, or I guess technically Saturday afternoon. Chiefs will kick off against the Seattle Seahawks. Nine and a half point favorites at home. Temperatures are supposed to be frigid in Kansas City. Probably top three coldest, I'd say, on the weekend, if not up there. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to murder the Seahawks. I don't love minus nine and a half, um because the Chiefs are bad against big numbers. I don't know why, but I don't know why I wouldn't take it. The Chiefs should destroy the Seahawks. The Seahawks are dead after what I saw on Thursday night. Now they do have a bit of a mini buy, and the Chiefs are on a bit of a shorter week. But what do the Seahawks have to play for, guys? um the last time the Chiefs played the Seahawks, I believe it was Charverius' Ward's debut in Seattle, and Russell Wilson torched them. I know Charverius Ward ain't on the Chiefs anymore, but Pat was the quarterback of that team. A little bit of a revenge game from that. I'm going to buy into that. Over under 48 and a half, I think Vegas is going to be a lot of points in this game. I tend to agree. I do think Seattle might be able to sling the ball around the yard a little bit. They have two dangerous weapons, except I do believe what Tyler Lockett is out with like, hand surgery or finger surgery or something. I don't know if he's been officially declared out, but I do believe he's trending to not playing. But DK, certainly still scary. But Chiefs are just a better team, guys. Chiefs are going to win this game. And I am feel – I have kind of honestly – I've lost my Chandler pessimistic vibe. I'm trending a lot more Johnny positive these days. I love the Chiefs right now, guys. I know that their defense – Alright, I know that our defense has uh, been suspect and our special teams are pissing us off, but man Johnny does a great job of reminding me on the we're on the recap pause of how fucking awesome Patrick Mahomes is. He's just so damn good. And we're not losing this game. We won't lose it. Johnny, you go first. What's the line you got? Say that again. I've got Chiefs minus nine and a half. Yeah, I
2: love Seattle. I've no, I haven't done that all year. I love them plus nine and a half here. I, I haven't done it all year. Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs are going to cover nine and a half. I don't. Well, that's fine. I, 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 both of your jaws just hit the floor. Yeah. I, um, th- wow. this is, this is hard for me to say. I, I think that with the Chiefs overall roster talent, with their, with how prone they are to penalties, turnovers, and just overall mistakes. I just don't really see them covering that high of a line against, against anybody. Like, they are, they are the better team. They're going to win. Yeah, I just don't like them nine and a half here. Now, let's go through some of the injuries on both sides because they can play a huge factor. The Chiefs apparently have, like, an illness going around the locker room.
0: Mike Dana,
2: I don't know who that is, but Do Mike Dana or something, uh, yeah, no idea. Uh, he didn't practice today with an illness, neither did Chris Jones, illness, Colin uh, Saunders, illness.
1: D-line, come on, take some vitamin C.
2: I know. And then Jody Fortson with uh, an elbow, did not practice. Andy Reid's making it sound like it's going to be really tough for him to go. Um, but then other than that, everybody else was full, including Kadarius Tony full participant he hasn't done that since he's been back um, so that's good to see and then apparently McCole was back today but he until he's placed on the active roster they don't have to put him on the injury report when you're coming back from ir also blake bell was at practice today practicing for the chiefs if they can get blake bell in there he's the best run blocking tight end in football Great grade-wise, so that'd be nice to have him in there. On the Seattle side, yeah, Chandler DNP for Tyler Lockett with that hand injury, Noah Fant, DNP. Kenneth Walker, a phenomenal running back, did not practice today uh, with an ankle injury. (laughs) That's like the, the spot on your body that you would not want hurt on a running back is their ankle. So there are some injuries at play here. The last time, yeah, you, I, I remember that, that game when they it lost sucked. to the Seahawks. It sucked, but Mahomes was so good. He had a touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson that looked like it was flying into the stands. And somehow it was a perfect pass to Demarcus in the end zone. He also had running to his left across the body, touchdown pass to Charkhandrick West. And wow. I know you guys can think of it because wow. like Bob, he like bobbled it a little bit bit and Mahomes was completely across his body with the throw. But the Chiefs ended up losing that game. So um Blaine, I'm curious to hear what you think. The Chiefs just have not been covering, especially at home, lines this big. And so oh. like I I I haven't picked the Chiefs not I've I've picked the Chiefs to cover the spread in every single game this thus far on the pods. And if you just were to go back on the track record, I, I we would all be losing money because they just don't cover spreads like this.
1: They don't. You're you're completely right. And I've lost, I guess, as much hope in the Chiefs as I've had in previous weeks because obviously the Chiefs haven't played good football. But Seattle has not played good football really either. I mean, they they've been within games, obviously. Um, They lose to the Panthers. They lose to the Niners. They play the Rams close. Raiders beat them in overtime. Like every game they played seems to be within plenty more than nine, especially within the last five weeks they played close. But without Kenneth Walker, which is seemingly not going to play here, and no Tyler Lockett, I mean, that just screams to me a game where this defense can finally do something which I also may have said that last week. But finally, I mean, I think this just has to be the week that it does. It has to be. And I think it is. I really think it is. No Kenneth Walker, Rashad Perry out for the year two for the Seattle Seahawks that happened earlier in the year. I mean, Travis Homer, have you ever heard of this guy? He played a few weeks ago, 2.9 yards per carry, his first start since 2019. They signed Wayne Gallman, you know, an oh. old... Is it from the Giants, I think, practice squad to yeah. a practice squad just as a backup guy? Like, they don't have anything outside. of Kenneth doesn't play and the Kenneth isn't healthy, they have nothing there. So man up DK and put Justin Reed over the top of him. And come on, Spags, don't be an idiot. Just be smart and play smart football. There's no reason the Chiefs shouldn't win this game by a handful. And I'm going to stick my leg out my neck out, my whole entire body in the circle and say that the Chiefs dominate the Seahawks. One more fun thing I was thinking about while I was sitting here. Chiefs got a lot of cold weather guys, especially in this new roster. Juju, Pittsburgh. MVS, Green Bay. Your two pass catchers are cold weather guys. Pat Mahomes is really good in the cold weather and has won some huge playoff games and below freezing temperatures cold weather kansas city chiefs i mean look at that let's go the cold weather kansas city chiefs it's this time of the year let's bring it let's throw the ball across the yard i don't care if it's negative five it might be and it probably will be negative five but cold weather chiefs by two touchdowns
0: excellent way to wrap up the nfl week 16 slate let's get johnny's final thought let's get out of here boys johnny take it away brother yeah, I saw this today. It was really
2: cool. It's just it's crazy how far football viewing has come. You know, football, if it's on TV, doesn't matter if it's going to be the the Rams and the Broncos at three thirty on Christmas day. every every TV is going to be on it. The NFL, when it's on TV, it's King. The NFL is aware of the shifting markets and 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 how people view. A lot of people have YouTube TV and they stream the NFL. I saw this today. Google swooped in under Apple who didn't want to budge on their price for NFL Sunday ticket. And it looks like Google is going to be purchasing NFL Sunday ticket. So if you have YouTube TV that's owned by Google, YouTube TV people will be able to get NFL Sunday ticket. So you like now it's through DirecTV. You'll have to get YouTube TV to get NFL Sunday ticket. Have, so it's just, um... TV. I have YouTube TV right now. Pay for the sports package for Red Zone. It's amazing. If they add NFL Sunday tickets so I can watch all the games. Just a savvy move by Google because I guess Apple, like I said, would not budge on their offer. Google just swooped right in and took it from underneath them. Mm. And if you can somehow get your hands on the broadcasting rights for NFL football, that's like striking gold. So final thought. I'm
1: I'm sure there's a couple of people. I'm a DirecTV guy. My dad has been DirecTV. Like, you know, you're like, I'm the remnants of my dad having DirecTV. He calls DirecTV once a year, which happened for the last three years, bargained a little bit like, hey, you know, I've been a customer for 10 straight years. And can I please get your... NFL Sunday ticket for free? Free? Smack. I've had it for free for 3 years. Now it's taken away from me because you, YouTube TV new millennials are taking away from me. Come on.
0: I love it. Great yeah. week the show boys. NFL week 16 in the books. Blaine Johnny thanks as always for joining me. Back next week Monday recap. Might have to talk about that. I mean, I think I should be good, um, but I know the holidays, maybe some be- people have not had some Christmases or something on that Monday, but we'll talk about it. Um, we should be good to go. Anyway, boys, I appreciate your time. We'll talk to you later, okay? Go Chiefs.
1: See you Monday.